everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is September 28th, 2022. Man, oh man. Fun couple of days. Uh, we'll get into whatever you want. Dave, I'm reading, a, uh, I'm reading a great book. Yeah, go ahead. And it's uh, Sometimes You Want to Be Feared. And it's Seth Wickersham is the author. And it's all about the Patriots dynasty. So it's Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, the whole thing. Yeah. Right? And uh, it's weird because two of the books came out around the same time. A guy named Jeff Benedict wrote a book called The Dynasty, which is supposed to be pretty good. But it's about the Patriots also? Yeah, same okay. thing. And um, But I always like Wickersham because writes for ESPN. So I get this book, and I'm reading it today at lunch. And the start, it's a little too much about uh, Tom Brady when he's a kid. Yeah. But the fascinating thing is that they go into the story about the relationship that Brady developed with Mike Riley as a young man. Oh, wow. And it talks about how when Brady was playing in high school, yeah. one of the only guys that would come to see him play was Mike because Mike was the offensive coordinator at USC yep. and had established a relationship with um, the entire family. And it tells the story that as Brady becomes a senior in high school, he's really not being recruited by anybody. They, he and his father, who he has, his dad's like his best friend, send tapes out to all these different colleges, including Michigan. And at the end, it really came down to Michigan, Cal, and USC. And it tells how Mike flew to San Francisco to let them know that John Robinson had recruited a guy. I think it's Quincy Woods. Yeah. Quincy Woods is the guy. And Mike had such a relationship with the family that he flew to San Francisco to say, I'm not going to be able to recruit you. We're not going to be able to offer you a scholarship. And his dad wanted him to go to Cal. Tom decides to go to Michigan. Fascinating as far as going into how the split worked between him and Drew Henson. But then it gets to the NFL draft. Yeah. And Mike Riley is the head coach. Right here, San Diego Chargers. And Seth writes in the book that Mike loved him so much that he was concerned that he was blind, that he was he wanted another set of eyes. So do you remember Mike Johnson? Yeah, of course. So Mike was the quarterback's coach. You and I had him on a bunch of times. And Riles sends Mike Johnson to the combine. Yeah. To to work him out. Or uh, excuse me. Sends Mike Johnson to Michigan. Michigan's Pro Day. That's exactly where he went. Michigan's Pro Day. And while Mike Johnson's there, he's interviewing. He's talking to everybody. Players, front off, like yeah. secretaries. Comes back. They go to the combine. They come back in draft meetings. And Mike Johnson's giving him raving reviews. Yeah. Good porn and, name, by the way. Mike Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, not as good as Dick Trickle. <laughs> oh, yeah, right up there. Um, so, they goes into the meeting, and as Seth writes, the rule of thumb in the NFL is let your coach get his quarterback and then the GM draft everybody yeah. else. Johnson's raving about Brady to Bethard and the rest of the staff. And Bethard says, yeah, we're just not sure if he's going to be any good. And they point out, this is a guy who two years earlier got burned on Ryan Leaf and probably had a little bit of the jelly legs. But now we fast forward to draft day, and they get to the fifth round, and 
Beathard comes to Riley, says, what do you want? And he said, I want Tom Brady. Beathard said, okay, we'll do it. And right before the pick, Bobby panicked, and they drafted that linebacker. I can't think of the guy's name. Linebacker from uh, like Maryland or Michigan. Not going to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And they ultimately... Go with Jawan Sider. Yeah, Jawan Sider. Did not make the team. No, he did. He actually, remember Jawan got into like, I think he was like a practice squad guy, the whole deal. And I'm just reading this, Dave, because we've spent so much time the last couple of days talking about whether it's Dean Spanos or the city or who really made the mistake, right? Dude, how come nobody ever points a finger at Bobby Beathard? They don't, you know, because people don't know shit. That's why they, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't know anything. So, I remember this story not because I read it. In a well, book, I'll, I'll but, tell you the final part of that. Yeah, is because Dave and I used to do his coaches show with Riles at Sports City Cafe. Yeah, and we go to a break one night, and Dave, I remember it. Riles is on the left. I'm in the middle. You're to my right. And we're just talking in the middle of a break. I thought Riley was sitting between us, but that's neither here nor there. I, it, yeah, doesn't matter. It's fine. You go to a break, and this must have been right after Tom Brady starts playing for, for uh, Bledsoe. You know what? I swear to God, dude, this is how I remember the story. I remember it different. You and I were at UCSD. Remember when they had the... No. Sports and City And he told Cafe. us, he said, keep your eye on him. He yeah. said, this, because he hadn't done shit. We knew him from Michigan because he played well at Michigan. And yeah. he beat Alabama in Miami in some bullshit bowl. And he said, he told us the story about his connection to Tom Brady. Yeah, it was at Sports City. Because okay. it's in the middle of a break. And we're sitting there because Brady had started to play. Yeah. And he says, hey, keep an eye on Tom Brady. And he told us the story. And that, I reached out to Katie Temple tonight. By the way, happy birthday to Katie. And uh, because I, I know he told the story to Nick. To Canapa. But he absolutely said it at Sports City Cafe because Dave, I sat there and I was like, oh, okay. They took Shannon Taylor, by the way. Shannon Taylor. The 184th pick. That's the guy. From where? What college? Virginia. Yes. Shannon Taylor. When Shannon Taylor's name was picked, Mike Riley thought that's when Tom Brady was. Does it say what number he was, Dave? Uh, Shannon Taylor? Yeah. 184. 184. And what did Brady have? 199. Yeah. 15 picks later, Brady goes. That's exactly the pick where Mike Riley thought Tom Brady's coming to the Chargers. And Beathard. Yeah, and out then out. the Chargers picked again at 205, six picks later, and that's when they got Juwan Sider, Florida AM. Because Jeff Beathard, which Seth Wickersham did not write in the book, what Riley told us was they went with Juwan Sider because Bobby's son, Jeff, who was a scout, told his dad Juwan's a better option than Brady. Yeah. But he said it at Sports City, because I'll never forget it. And he said, keep an eye on Tom Brady for the Patriots. And like I was just saying, I don't know, Tom Brady from Wayne Brady. I was like, oh, okay, I'll keep an eye on him. And then as Brady goes on and has this amazing career, yeah, and we stay in contact with Riley through the years, and I just remember a handful of years ago, Mike was coaching at Oregon State, and Oregon State came down here to play the Aztecs. And we were at the Doubletree in Mission Valley. And I made him tell me the story again. 
And he said, yeah, absolutely, man. Here's how it would have gone, by the way. Let's say Tom did go to the Chargers. Oh, fuck. He'd have, he Okay, because this Tom was taken in the 2000 draft, all right? Yeah. Okay. So in 2001, they got Doug Flutie, right? Uh-huh. And then they drafted Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Okay. They would have cut Tom Brady. Yeah. They would have cut him. They would have well, fucked up well, because they wouldn't have had a choice. It's funny. This book is so fascinating. And I haven't even gotten into anything yet about Belichick and Brady and Kraft yeah. and all of that. But his dad said, had Tom gone to Cal instead of going to Michigan, he doesn't think he's the guy he is today. He thinks the path worked out exactly. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that. can't argue with New no, England, I, right? Yeah, but, I agree with that. Look at Josh Allen. Sounds yeah. like his story, but, but Josh Allen's was worse. Yeah. I mean, same thing. It's dad and him sending letters out and videos, and nobody yeah. offered him anything. But I just, yeah, it's, it, as a Raider fan, even at 0-3, it's absolutely impossible, as much as I love Riles. Now, maybe Riley and Brady, because of the connection they had, could have had great success because it literally says in this book, Mike knew when Tom was like 16 that he was different. Yeah. As a quarterback. Well, remember, he was drafted also by a major league team. Tom, Tom was drafted as a catcher by the Expos. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's a great line in there because they talk about him being a great athlete and that he could do a lot. And his dad says, I, I don't know. Never seen a guy turn more triples into a single than my son. <laughs> uh, but... Look, I, I love Riley. Riley's our guy. Uh, Billy, Billy Devaney's our guy. But fucking Beathard, man. It just tells it right there. We've told that story a thousand times. We used to tell it with Riley all the time. Yeah. But it's just for the Chargers, man, you can say whatever you want about Dean or Fabiani or anything. It really probably started back then. Well, you know where... Okay, so here's the here's the deal with Beathard. Beathard was a great GM when there wasn't a salary cap. Absolutely agree. Spot on. I mean, when he had the Dolphins and the Redskins, he was Even a great GM. Even the Chargers GM. that went yeah, to the Super Bowl. Exactly. But once the salary cap came in and he needed a capologist and all that, he was done. He couldn't manage money for shit. He couldn't yep. figure it out. Mm-mm. And so, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. Tom Brady's career is absolutely amazing. The Tom Brady situation right now is just a, an insane story. I mean, at 45 yeah. years old and... As good as he was last year, right now, you know, you hear about the marital problems and not living in the same house with his wife. I mean, really, right now, as we talk on September 28th, he's the third best quarterback in the state of Florida. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Tua and, and Lawrence are playing better than he is right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, with everything going on, but I just, uh, if you're a Charger fan, man, and you read that, you're like, dude. Yeah, you charged it. That's what that's you what, did. That's like what. everything else you've done, going back to '79 and the Oilers, yeah, and anything else in between. But just reading that today and and really seeing them go into depth about the relationship that Mike had with him, meaning Mike Riley, yeah, and how much Mike wanted him here. And again, Dave, that was his guy. Yeah, so it was. I, I mean, I'll find out later on if Belichick had that belief, but Riley absolutely thought Tom Brady was different and a superstar from the time he was 15 years old. You know what's nuts? There's only one quarterback that was taken in the first round that year. Chad yeah. Pennington. Chad Pennington, yeah. Yeah, was the only one taken in the first round. But how many guys were taken ahead of him? 
198. No, I got that. I'm sorry. I meant how many quarterbacks. Oh, fuck, dude. I don't know. There's a bunch. Yeah, I mean, the Because I, they've talked about yeah, it, right? I mean, You've seen yeah. that special. I got the list right here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole thing goes through. But uh, I, I love, even though I'm not a Patriots fan, I love those books that yeah. talk about great success stories and how it all came together. And the other thing that you find out is just how much tension there was behind the scenes when really I think all of us just felt like all those guys are on the same page. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm trying to see here. There is not, I don't think there's a Hall of Famer taken in, uh, in the first round of this draft either. No. Yeah. Kind of, kind of interesting. Brady will probably get in. <laughs> he might surprise people and make it in. You might surprise not, people. Can't say it for sure because not often sixth round picks get in. So don't quote me on that. You know what's nuts about this, though, honestly, is that these are the best of the best supposed to be an evaluating talent. All, all yeah. uh, Every team. Including okay? Beathard, who's yeah. in the Hall of Fame. I mean, right? you're talking 32 teams. And you're yeah. sitting there going, these are the best of the best evaluating football talent. And every one of these guys missed the greatest football player of all time. Uh, except Riles. And so, well, yeah, except Riles. That's it. But Riles wouldn't even have taken him in the first round either, but he wanted him. You know he he wanted him pretty early wanted, on. You know the Chargers. Well, let's see who the Chargers took first right, in the first round. I gotta fucking look at this shit. Some of these names are so goddamn funny. Probably, dude. Where's Jermaine Fazant? Um, dude, he's got to be around he, that draft. Let's see where the hell are the fucking Chargers? Um, Chargers had uh, Chargers probably didn't have a pick. Let's see. Oh, because Bobby kept trading them yeah, away. Remember that? Let's see. Did the Chargers even have a fucking pick? They go second round yep. Fazant. Yep, they didn't have a pick. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Can you imagine? There we go. And they picked first. Uh, 40- <laughs> 43rd overall pick. They took Rodgers Beckett. Strong safety at a Marshall. Jesus Christ. Right. Played about 19 games. Holy shit. Okay. I don't even know if you got 19 in them. That's crazy. Keep scrolling down. That's fucking nuts. Um, let's see. Where else are the Chargers on here? Rodgers uh, Beckett. We, and you and I would have had to sell that bullshit. We did. Guarantee we did. Hey, <laughs> Charger power I- hour. From Marshall, right? You said? Yeah, from Marshall. Third round, they got Damian McIntosh, offensive tackle, Kansas State. Okay, 83rd pick overall. All right. I feel like he played a little bit. He did play. Um, That's a great pick, Dave. Anytime you have the opportunity to get that kind of size, mobility on your offensive line, I'm excited about that one. I'm sure Riles is, too. Here's, 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 I think my, I have like five things I've said on the air that I, make me cringe. Yeah. They happen right here in the fourth round. Tight end, San Jose State. Wide receiver, Trevor Gaylor. Hey, wow. I literally said he's the next John Jefferson. Well, that you were not correct. At. And he, remember they gave him number 19? Do you remember in training yes. camps? They gave him Lance Allworth's number? That I was fucking like he, weird. I feel like he was a couple of times on the power hour. He was. We loved him. We, we did were, love Trevor Gaylor. We were at UCSD. We loved that guy. Uh, I mean, he wasn't Jimmy Oliver bad. But he, <laughs> God dang it, man. Okay. We pushed that son of a bitch like crazy. All right, let me keep looking I, here. I just think, Dave, when you have a guy like that, could be a potential game, a difference maker. <laughs> and that's the kind of guy that you want. You can Hey, listen, the thing that I love about Gaylor is you yeah. can either put him on the outside. Yeah. He's a guy I could see coming in the slot. I don't know that I'm going to use him as an H-back per se. But I really think this is a guy who could probably help us on special teams, too. Love that pick. Oh, my Great God. Great job. Boy, Bobby's putting a clinic on Then there. they must have traded picks because the next one, Shannon Taylor, as we said, in the sixth round. Then you got Jawan Well, Sider. you got toughness right there, and that's the one thing you need in the middle, right? Because Junior's getting older. 
Yeah, here, here you go. Four picks after Tom. I missed one. Four picks after Tom. Chargers picked again. Cornerback Damon Wheeler, Colorado. Damon, well, I don't remember him at all. Uh, thing, Dave, that I love about that is he's used to playing in big games. <laughs> Something we would have said comes down, and and for me, you know, one of the underrated things are guys that play at that altitude, <laughs> and you come down here. <laughs> You can just do it all day long. This is the one that used to drive me nuts about Bobby Beathard. He did this at 222. Jason Thomas, offensive guard from Hampton. Now, here, here's what he would do. Ever since he got Daryl Green, remember yes. he used to get that, try and go for that reach guy that no yes. one, everyone overlooked. But since he struck gold on Daryl Green, he always went for the no-name schools. How, how big is that guy? Oh, fuck, dude. I don't, does it doesn't, show it doesn't say his size. He's an offensive guard. But I'm like, God dang. Like, I don't remember some of these guys even playing. Like, I remember them in training camp. Yeah. And do jack shit. No. Hold that that's it. That was the end of their draft. The guard from Hampton? Hampton. Who went after him? Oh my god. Let's see if there's anybody after him. Let's see. Um our boy Andrew Klein. Remember Andrew? Yes. Yeah, he, obviously to the Rams. Dude, I would have taken Andrew Klein. Andrew yeah, played. He did. Until concussions got him. Jesus, dude. That that was a sad story. Let's see if there's anybody else that made it like Dude, this. Andrew Klein would have been a good pick for yeah. the Chargers. Yeah, there's nobody else that uh, became a huge stud out of that. There's no. really not a great draft. Jonathan Abrams in this draft. LeVar Arrington was uh, was the number two pick in the draft. Wow. Yeah, not great. Not a great draft. But, um, Jamal Lewis, who had a great year for the Ravens that one year. Remember the yep. running back? He uh, was the number five overall pick in the, in the draft. Yeah. Dave, I like it. I just think it's one of those things – Listen, it's been a struggle for this team right now, and these are the kind of days that matter. I think these are the kind of days in three, four years when this team is, you want to be, I, I don't think it's crazy to think this team's going to be 9-7 and seven or 10-6 yep. and six in a couple of years, and we'll look back on these. And I think that last guy, Johnny Bananas from Hampton, <laughs> I don't know if he's a pro bowler, Dave. I'm not going to say that. I haven't seen enough tape on him. But when you hear what Greg Gaines says about him, it, it gets you excited. These are the kind of guys that are, are Bobby's bread and butter picks. Aren't you so glad you don't have to do this anymore? <laughs> Dude, it was a nightmare. We were like, I mean, it, it, we were the king of just bullshitting. It's just all lies. Yeah. It just all was a lie. Yeah. But there was a part of it that was so fun. Yeah. Because he was just sitting there and be so, so happy. Like, and then the mics would go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? And then the Chargers had the balls to fucking call the hotline if we didn't like how we promoted it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, really going to pull that move? Give me a break. Give, Give me, me your fucking break. team. You'll get your shit. One in 15. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. Most people would say, cool, I'm doing the Charger Power Hour. Never once were we excited to do the Charger Power That's Hour. so stupid. That whole organization. Nothing there. I will say this. I will say this. Nothing wrong with those Charger girls. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey. We had the Charger girls come in. Every Friday. Oh, the best. We have all those dopes like Kevin and La Mesa. I don't understand why you got these women in here. I don't understand why you don't go fuck yourself. <laughs> Shut up. Dude, that was so funny. I heard him call in. He yeah. was uh, to John and Jim. And the, <laughs> he called into John and Jim, but he calls He's in calling but two he, different stations. Yeah, but he calls in. But but I told you, Jimmy Russell told me that he goes under Dave. Oh, wow. And Schaefer played it beautifully. Schaefer's like, OK, we got to go to a break. Oh, should we try to squeeze Dave in real quick? Dave, you got 60 seconds. Go. 
You guys always do this to me. <laughs> you only give me 60 seconds, and John and Jim are dying. They didn't even try to hide their laughter. That was great. Good. I was like, how did we not think of that? Good. That's why those guys are talk show That's of the what? year. Two-time, yeah. multiple winners. <laughs> Fuck it. Wait, what was the other one they won? They did they win. They won best talk show yeah. and best sports talk oh, show. Oh, okay. They deserve both of them yes. just for running that dipshit off in 60 <laughs> seconds. That's impressive. That was such a good play. I was like, shit. That's beautiful. I was, I was wondering. I'm like, they've had the job for like eight months. How the fuck do they win two awards? Right but good there. Because nice all job. of us that, that have ever had a talk to that yeah. asshole <laughs> that looked at it and said, these two little shits waited till 60 seconds and squeezed him in. He was miserable. They kept the mics on and laughed. Dave, that was great. See you. We'll come back. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> you have to acknowledge it, Dave. That's good stuff. Did it you, was. I was going to ask you, did you watch the first game of the, the Padre Dodgers last night? Dave, I watched as much of it as I could, and then I was out cold. Dude, okay, so here's the deal. Longest this is, game that's ever. That's what I wanted to get to. I'm one of those guys that really I'm not a complain, a time complaining guy. I'm not a Bernie Wilson type guy. Bernie basically has to work, okay? Yeah. I'm watching it from home. I'm not at the game. I'm not getting paid to be And they're there. on deadline. They're on deadline. Absolutely right. Jeff's right. I mean, it basically, if, if the 10 o'clock news on both Fox and KUSI missed the game because it wasn't, wasn't over in yeah, time. Yeah, it wasn't even close. And so I'm going, I, I saw Sean Walchef today. He doesn't have the Padres on his whatever he watches. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I said, do you, do you know about the game? And I go, dude, it went forever. I mean, we're talking almost five hours. It was crazy. And he goes, how many innings? I'm going, 10. He goes, Ten. what? <laughs> and I yeah. said, it was crazy long Awful. game. It was, it was really bad entertainment. Between two teams, it should be... Yeah, it'll be two postseason teams. Two postseason teams. But yeah, I mean, when you look at it, upper echelon talent on both sides, yeah. right? Where 100%. you look at... And in all the playoff teams, yep. I mean, they, they all have big-time talent. Right, you can look at the Cardinals. You go Goldschmidt. We don't have to. Everybody knows. Yeah, Atlanta, the whole deal. God damn, that game was just. I mean, when you look at the amount of runs that were scored and how long that game took, was fucking nuts. It it was. It was not for entertainment purposes at all. And then I kept thinking of everybody that was still there because I didn't see people leaving. Yeah, that you're going. Don't you guys working tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> my God, I was done. You are not getting home till twelve thirty, one o'clock. Aren't you working tomorrow? And yeah. so it, it just—it's one of those where that—that's not good for, for baseball. What cracked me up was I didn't realize, including you, people that just ripped the fuck out of me because I was like you as soon as the game was over. Yeah, took a shower, went to bed. Yeah. I was sitting there going, I got killed last night, <laughs> and I'm like, you dumb fucks, and I'm like, you're a dumb fuck, and I'm gonna go. Let me ask you this question. Sure. Okay. If your kid brings a report card home, yes, and he has all F's, but he has an A and PE, yes, are you going to go? That is a great report card. Let's go celebrate because that is the equivalent of winning one out of like twenty three games. What the fuck? Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Hey, when the chips were down, guess who stood up? <laughs> like, the guys in the pinstripes. My favorite's the guy that goes because he says, "What you aren't going to comment, Pele?" So I just took a picture of the standings. I go, here's my comment. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, you're going to talk about the regular season?" The guy's literally talking about the regular it's season. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I got to tell you, man. There. Yeah. Listen, next, what night is Sunday night? <laughs> Sunday night's going to be great in the garage because two of our favorites, yeah, Laura Padre fangirl, who's a riot, and Erica, <laughs> yeah. Although I think she might have COVID. 
Unless she's well, faking then it. Then we're going to reschedule it if she has COVID. It's not going to be the same without her. Yeah. She's faking it because she's putting new film in her selfie camera. <laughs> or getting her nails done. Camera. Who knows what bullshit she's up to. She got smoked, I think, again in our fantasy football league. Did she? I think. She runs her mouth. That's what happens. Wow. A lippy little thing, I'll tell you that. But they're coming in. Yeah. And there are, I, I always do this, and then I regret it later. There are so many, po- Ryan Cohen is fucking great. How do you not love Ryan Cohen, right? Nah. Come on. You're a dick if you don't. That kid's great. He's nice to everybody. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You can't have a smile on your face every day. Dude, come on. Watching this team, that kid's a legend. Love that guy. <laughs> okay. And that's the thing, man. I went out there a lot of times when it was miserable, where you looked around and you're like, Jesus Christ, if yeah. I hit rock bottom? Yeah. What am I doing? Dirty Dance is 10 minutes from here. <laughs> Why am I not at Smokey Gaines Bar? Right? Yes. Why am I out here watching uh, fucking uh, Tim Stoddard? Why not buy tickets to watch Tim Stoddard pitch? Why am I watching Walt Terrell? Fuck! <laughs> so now you got guys like like Laura, like Erica, like Ryan Cohen, and there are a bunch of fans that go out. The Geekster! Yeah, you have a bunch of good ones. Like, God damn. There are a handful that... Uh, you Delusional guys, as fuck. I'm you, sorry. And you know what? I blame Padre's Twitter for not policing these assholes. Me too. And, like Sam Weiss said. We don't live in L.A. You live in San Diego. Find them and get them the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's crazy to me. But, I mean... I understand your postseason team. You can talk shit about almost anything, but not this. You're 20 games out. Yeah. What are you doing? And you hey. haven't dominated the series. You have not won a season series since 2010. Well, you know, Dave, it's funny you say that. We're not worried about that. I guess not. We're going we're gonna to win tonight. Musgrove's only had 80 pitches through two and a half, two and a third. Crazy, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Come on, Java Joe. Let's go here, kid. And then... Uh, it's good for a tired arm. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But I didn't see. What did... Um, Milwaukee was winning last time I saw. They were up one... Oh, here we go. Scores are on the bottom. We'll keep an eye for it. But, um, like, they got to get this thing closed out. They got to get this thing closed out. And if they can get it closed out, hopefully sooner rather than later... Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you just said this because here's the deal. They, they, they will make the postseason. It's almost, it'll be almost impossible. Okay, I'm not putting the yeah, jinx on them. I, I'm telling you right now, I won't watch an, a game all of 2023 if the Padres don't make the playoffs. That's how sure I am. My point is, though, when people make the comment that Padres would love to switch places with the Phillies, all these Padre fans go, I don't get it. Why? Well, the reason is because the Mets can fucking um, the Mets can sit there and and set their Scherzer staff. and Degrom. Yeah. Whereas in the next level, whenever you see them later on in the playoffs, there's no guarantee they're one and two. Yeah. And so that that's the point is if the Braves win the division and the Mets fall back to the wild card, that's who you face in round one, and you got yeah. to face Scherzer oh. and Degrom at City. Nobody a- wants to face them. The Dodgers don't want to face them. The no. Yankees. Nobody wants to face those guys. I don't care what team you are. No. Nobody wants to face those. Philly two guys. loses. So that helps. No, and, and Milwaukee, you want Philly to pass you, and uh, and Milwaukee is beating St. Louis. Yeah, Nath. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, but listen, it, it's not you're going to end up facing the, either the Mets or the Braves in the first round, dude. Either one of those two teams, it's tough, and you don't have any yeah. home games. Yeah, week from Friday, right? Yeah, 
Pretty exciting. Pretty fun. This is where it gets fun. This this yeah. is this is where where it gets fun. I mean, this is what you go through the whole season for. I'm asking you this question. I was going to wait till later in the show. Uh-huh. My son asked me this question. I asked you today. I was going to ask it in the in the random questions. Okay. Two. It's a two parter. Yeah. If you could be a member of any team in history, what team would it be? Oh, I love that. And what team would you not want to be a part of of any team in history? Oh, I love that too. Uh, baseball? Any? No, no. Any sport. Any I, I had a, we, sport. We guessed what you were going to say, and we were different. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. Let me think about that for okay. a second. Any start, th- start with the team you'd want to be on because yes, I, I picked one, and then... Uh, and then, then he picked one, and we went different. But I think, uh, I think I'm right. Oh, I, oh, absolutely, slam dunk. Team I want to be a part of is the '83 Raiders. That's funny. That's what he said. Hundred percent. I thought you were going to say the 1980 uh, Team USA hockey team. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. '83 Raiders. That's what I. That's what he said. He said you yeah. picked the '83 Raiders. Yeah, for sure. That's what I would pick too. Yeah, 83 Raiders. He asked me, because you want to pick the Lakers? I go, no, dude. I'd be Mike Smrek. I'd be the goofy white guy at the end of the bench. Yeah, '83 Raiders. Um, 87 twins. Yeah. You know, just because that was, that was great. Well, actually, if I took either one of the two twins teams, I'd take 91 because I could remind mud every day. <laughs> show me a ring. Yeah. But, um, no, 83 Raiders for sure. Oh, and then the he team, nailed it. He nailed it. And then the team I would not want to be a part of. Uh, 84 Padres. Really? You would yeah. not want to be on that team? How come? Uh, dude, I, I remember everything about that series against the Tigers. I just yeah. And it just, it, it felt honestly like as exciting as the Cubs series was and my favorite yeah. all-time call, Dave Campbell, they're tearing Sutcliffe apart. It yeah. was just, it was great. When they went and matched up against the Tigers, not even so much game one and game two here, but it, you could just tell. From a, and taking nothing away from an amazing Tiger team, um, they, it, they looked like a triple-A team. They yeah. just looked, and then when they got to Detroit, and it was that cold fall weather. Shitty it, stadium. Shitty stadium, shitty fans. Yep. Right? Bunch of jerks. Uh, you know, Willie Hernandez. Yeah. Daryl Evans. Gibby. Yeah. Lance Parrish. Yep. I did like Whitaker and Trammell. Yeah, everybody liked Trammell because like San Diego guy. Yeah, I just, dude, they, and then when, I mean, we've seen it at the Sparky, sick of his shit. And uh, he wants to pitch to him. Can't, that's the, can't believe that's it. the thing. Can't believe that he's going to pitch to Kurt Gibson. Who's he telling his bench coach? He had somebody, is, he has somebody on his bench. Yeah. I don't think it's Leland. No. But it's somebody it's is, like Gene Lamont or something yes, like that. That's a great call, Dave. I think that's exactly I yeah. I think that's exactly who it is. He looks at Gene Lamont. It's like, they're gonna pitch to you. And he's yelling at Gibson, they're yeah. gonna pitch to you. And it's so stupid. He's laughing. He's laughing. He's right. <laughs> and who could blame him? And he hits that ball out, and then Ted watched and it was cold and miserable. It was like a cold, miserable day here. And uh remember we talked to Ted about this. Yeah. Ted's, First time I've ever seen a bus overturned or cars caught on fire. Was yeah. Then. And Ted was doing live from uh, Channel 8 from like the roof of a building. Yeah. And showing down, right? Because those hillbilly tiger fans never get out. And uh, 
Ted looked like he was going to cry. Tuck's like, we'll go back to Ted in a bit. Tuck didn't give a shit. I should have asked Mike about that. Hey, were you even concerned for Ted when he was on that roof? I, I wish you would have asked him. Damn it. Uh, you know what he would have said? No. Yeah. Ted's he would have laughed his ass off. Yes. That was before Ted knew karate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have been on that 98 team. That 98 team was great. It was funny that you picked 84. It's so weird. I mean, Padre history, the two times they make it to the World Series, arguably the two best teams I've seen in my life. Yeah. The 84 Tigers, who started off 35 and 5, and the 1998 Yankees mm-hmm. were two of the best teams I've ever seen in my life. But that 98 Padre team was so great. They were, they were fun. It was a hell of a story. I mean, it really was a hell of a story. Um, but so fun. Yeah, I watched, um, think about, by the way, the team you wouldn't want to be on. Oh, you said the 84 team. Okay, I'm going to tell you my team. All right. 2003 Padres. The last year at Qualcomm was like the worst lineups of all time. Yeah. Boring as fuck. It was was so bad. Was that Tony's last year? No, Tony's last year was 2001. Okay, he was out. It yeah. was it was uh, so bad. It was it was just bad. I mean, you and I have copies of the lineup card, and you're like, oh my god, everybody oh yeah. is shit. And you're just going, poor Bruce. I remember my son used to say he was young at the time. Would say, is he crying? And I asked Bo, probably. I said to Bo, I go, my son thinks every time he sees you on TV, you're crying. He goes, tell your son a lot of times I am. <laughs> I was it was it was it was brutal. Um, that that was that seemed was such a boring team. Yeah. Um, no, so so last yesterday they did a thing on ESPN. They ran the Uncivil War. Oh yeah, and it was really fucking good. I don't want to watch it, but it was my first memory of baseball. Be honest okay, with so you. Okay, so hang on. What was that? A thirty for thirty, or no, what was it? They didn't say it was a thirty for thirty. It was two hours long. The first hour was nineteen seventy seven Dodgers okay. Yankees. It was the first year Reggie was on the Yankees. My brother said it was amazing. Said Garve oh. came off as a punk. He did, and he told a full Don Sutton Garvey fight story, which I've never heard before in detail. Oh, I and wonder it if it's was on ESPN Plus. So fucking good. I was made Rob Lowe narrates the whole thing, which, oh, which was good. I was like, "Is this going to be any good?" But it, I watched it, and man, it was. They did, of course they did an outstanding job. They always do. Yeah. But there was so much Garvey in there, and and Reggie Jackson and Billy Martin and yes. Steinbrenner, and oh, it was it was really fucking good. They did Son of Sam. Yeah, all that shit that went down. It was it was fucking nuts, man. It was it was really good. If you get a chance to watch it, I recommend you watch it. If you're a baseball fan, you'll like it. But for me, that's the year we moved to Nashville, Tennessee. So that was okay. the year. I mean, literally that month. I had zero friends. All I knew was to yeah. start falling in love with baseball. And all of a sudden, man, I'm watching these games. I was heartbroken because I never knew what losses yeah. were. And then you're just going, holy shit, you're, as, as you're watching. Craig Nettles was great in it. Yeah, of course. But it was, I mean, Craig Nettles tells a story how he's living in Orange County after they won the World Series and he's driving on the five and some guy drives by and just flicks on the finger. Oh. And he goes, I know what that's about. You're welcome. He loved it. That he was getting flicked <laughs> of off. You know, he loved it. But it was, it was really good, man. So if you get a chance to watch it, yes. um, it's worth it just for Reggie and the Garvey stuff. But everybody ripped Garvey. Lopes, Russell, everybody ripped Garvey and how much they hated his ass, what a phony he was. And it was it was interesting. The Cindy Garvey stuff, all that shit was was crazy. All of that's in there. See, it's uh, it's interesting. It's good. It's, it's worth watching. A couple other things I have for you. Um, story came out today. It's gaining momentum. We kept telling you Trey Turner's going to go to the East Coast, you know, when he becomes a free agent. I thought he was going to end up with the Braves. You know, that was my feeling. Yep. Swanson leaves. He goes to the Braves. They say, dude, it's almost a lock that he's going to be a Philly. Is that right? More and more stories are coming out that he's, he's going to be a Philly. And so uh, kind of interesting. $330 million is what they think he'll end up getting. 
but uh, that he would he would be gone and he'd go back to the East Coast. That's a crazy amount of money, right? So we talk yeah. about the money that you have in Bryce Harper and, of course, Castellanos and other guys that you're paying. But every team in baseball is paying big money now if you're a contender. But you're seeing a lot of Padre fans who are doing the 2023 lineup. You know, of course, Tatis is in the lineup. The name that they have in there all the time, these the Padre fans are putting. I'm not saying you're crazy. I just don't agree. They always write Aaron Judge in there. I know, right? You see it? So, in your mind, is there any way Aaron Judge doesn't stay in New York, whether it's the Yankees or a worst-case scenario Giants. with the Mets? You think Giant, Josh said the Giants. I think I, the Giants. The reason I say not the Giants, and that he's from that area, yeah. is the Giants seem like they're completely rebuilding next year. Yeah, but he... he I say he stays a money. Yankee. But Steve Cohen has the money. Yeah. I love the Mets fans that have Judge 99 jerseys printed up already. It's such a fuck you to Yankee fans. <laughs> well, what do you do next year Yeah, if, uh, if he stays? Um, I think the Giants. I mean, I, I love the idea of trying to get him here. Dude, what's he going to go for? $40 million? I, I mean, it's he, more than uh, that. I think how it's old more. is he he's now? Thir- he's older. He's in his 30s already. But, I mean, you got the DH. Yeah, you, you got the DH. He's, I mean, he's a draw. You know, if you didn't sell season tickets with Scherzer and DeGrom, and DeGrom's a free yeah. agent, but I think there's no way Steve Cohen lets him leave. No. That one I agree with, DeGrom. I think, I, I don't want to say I think the Giants were setting up for this. Giants are already eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. I wonder if Gabe Kapler's out. I don't know. I mean, fuck, what, did they win 107 games last year? I got it. He's 30 years old right now. He's born in, he's born in 92. April of 92 is Aaron Judge. Okay, so he'll be 31. Yeah. But they... Um, you know, he's not, I was listening. Six seven two eighty two. That's crazy. So cool, though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. just. As we do the show, he tied Maris today. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to think about where are the teams with the money, right? Where are the teams with the money that, I mean, legitimately are going to go after him and sign him. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll say the Giants. You're going to pick the Giants? Yeah. I'm going to say he stays with the Yankees. I think he may want out of that. Really? I, I think it's something about being a Yankee, the history of being a Yankee and staying a Yankee forever. Yeah. That you take less money just for the the name of always pulling a Jeter. You know what I mean? A DiMaggio, a Mantle, a Ruth. Ruth was two teams, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can you imagine uh, Boston ponies up? It's funny. Boston has money, too. I mean, yeah. Boston's really weird because Boston, like, like Xander Bogarts, is, the story is that if Trey Turner leaves, Xander Bogarts will be the Dodger shortstop next year. Wow. Uh, Correa's going to be on the market. Yeah, but the Dodgers can't sign Correa. Even if Correa hit 80 home runs this year, they couldn't sign Correa because he was an Astro. Oh, true. The fans aren't going to want Correa. Oh, they would. Your Dodger fans are a bunch of phonies. <laughs> well, you don't think the Twins hold on to him? You don't, you, nope. He's going to opt out. Twins suck, dude. The, the Twins, twins do are suck. really You think bad. they hope he opts out? I, I think they pretty much know he will. I think the Twins are about to have major change. By the way, Twins are changing uniforms. Shocker. Did you hear what they're doing? What are they doing now? I hate the yellow that they got in their uniform. Yeah, it's gold. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, they said, honestly, Dave, they, they finished 28th in Major League Baseball uniform rankings. And they they said they're going to do, they're taking a page from what the Padres did. And the president of the team said, we looked at what San Diego did, which did a throwback to their heritage, yeah, but updated it. And they said they didn't just go simple and say, hey, we're going to take the Tony Gwynn 83 jerseys. They changed it, and they made them bold. And, I mean, we're looking at the home, jer- home jerseys. Home are jerseys great. for the Padres are fun. Yeah. And the Twins are going to kind of 
go back to their tradition. To me, the, the, is it going to be like the off-white, like the um, Giants have? Uh, I hope not. I, I I think they. I don't know if they go back. I mean, if they go back to the Joe Mauer, but to me, I'd go back to the ones that they had when Harmon was playing. Yeah. Old school like that, but I'll, I'm thrilled for that for the three Twins fans that listen to the show. But um, <laughs> that's funny. I know a lot of Twins fans in San Diego. But yeah, they're changing. They're getting rid of those. But uh, Correa's out, and I think Twins blow out their front office. Oh wow! I think the I think the president of operations is out, and I think the GM's out. Thad Levine's out. I think Derek uh, Falvey's out too. Is my guess. And whether or not Rocco Baldelli stays. Twins wouldn't surprise me if they went and got a guy like Joe Madden. Dude, well, someone's going to grab him, right? Someone's going to yeah. hire Joe Madden. You're nuts if you don't. Yeah, I think Nev's out with the Angels. Oh, he has to be gone. Yeah, I think he's gone. Fucking Seattle should send. If Seattle wins it all, they should send Nevin a ring. It's amazing how Seattle turned it around once Nevin started that dumb fight. Yeah. Right? It went on a crazy roll, and at the same time, the Angels went on a crazy losing streak. Um, But... To answer your question, where does Judge go? I'll I'll take the Giants, but I'm gonna also say I think um, I think he I think Kapler's out. You think he gets blown out? Yeah, after one Kapler. bad year. Yeah, I think Kapler's out. Wow, he won 107 games. I got it, but I I don't think Zahidi goes. Yeah, but it, Zahidi terrible, terrible you, off season. Well, them winning last year killed them because it set right. them back. It's it set them back. Well. I don't know. One of the kids, uh, you know him, but I used to coach him since he was four years old. Casey Schmidt's supposed to be the starting yeah. third baseman next year. Yeah. So super pumped up by that. But I, I don't know what else you're going to surround Judge with if that's the case. I mean, we always think that the Giants are going to spend money. Speaking of spending money, there wasn't a worse free agent signing this year than Chris Bryant. Oh, I know. Hit as many home runs as you did in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Plantar fasciitis and Holy everything. Shit. I mean, Every time the pods played him, he, they were gone. Paternity yeah. leave, the whole thing. Dude. <laughs> paternity leave. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have no one, no problem with paternity leave, but they, they, come on, dude. You never showed up the whole year. No. Huge disappointment. Dude, crazy, right? Yeah. Does Bud survive in Colorado? They're going to finish in last. They're going to finish in last. I don't know. Bud's been there a long fucking time, too. Yeah. I don't think Bud's the problem. No, they don't have, a ta- they don't have talent. Yeah. But but you start looking around the game, start thinking about who's in, who's out. I think it's pretty um, – I think there's a handful, Dave. I think there's a handful of guys that are out. I'll say Kapler's out. Okay. It's interesting. I wonder where uh, if Kapler gets a job right away if he doesn't. I, think I mean, he, out. it was a shocking move when the, when the Giants signed him. Remember, he was terrible in Philadelphia. Fucked yeah. up lineup changes, everything. Yeah, I mean, they – I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to watch that team – when they're here. Yeah. Because they're here this weekend, right? Yep. They're here the, the last three games. Last the, the three White games. Sox That's are here right. this weekend. White Sox. I keep getting that. I want to see how motivated they look. Yeah. I'm, I mean, pods may already been a, be in at that point, so they could just be playing. You know what's funny what? is I follow, uh, you know, I follow Dodger Twitter also, and they ask the question, how many championships for the Dodgers have won if Kapler was the manager? And every Dodger fan always writes three and I'm like, three. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait Dude. a second. What? Here, here's the deal. I don't know if Dave Roberts is a good manager. The Dodgers always have a, a stack load yeah. of players. Dave Roberts is the winningest manager in Major League history, percentage wise. It's yeah. insane. I wonder if Boach comes back next year. 
I wonder what Boach is waiting for. I mean, Boach made the move to Tennessee. Theo is supposed to be waiting for that Nashville thing as well. You know, remember Dombrowski was supposed to be waiting for it, and then he, he jumped back in. Boach take that Marlins so, shop? And so you, you wonder, right? He's, he's a Florida guy. Boach mm-hmm. is the Florida guy. I mean, so many things are interesting in the next couple of years. The Machado thing is interesting as hell. Yeah. On what happens. I mean, the, the whole story with Machado about all his families in Miami. Yeah. If you're Machado, though, would you honestly want to be in Miami? 2,000 people show up to your games. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty special here. Um, but I think in Florida, no state income tax. Yeah, no state right? income tax. Makes a huge difference. Yeah, if your house is still standing after this week. Holy cow. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think, look, whatever happens in the next two weeks for the Padres will be, there'll be a whole lot of conversation here and a lot of other places. But then you get into this offseason season. You have to replace four and five. Clevenger's, you got to assume Clevenger's gone, right? Yeah. Let Clevenger go. You have to assume uh, Manaya's gone. Yeah, for Myers sure. is gone. Myers is gone. Uh, Nick Martinez probably opts out. Yep. I would think there's some opportunity there. I do think Profar is back. Um, I, for me, I look at this team and say you move Grisham, right? Yeah. And then I also think you move Cronenworth and... To me, I'd try to make an effort to bring Drury back. And I would too. And see if I, I'd have Drury as my second baseman. Um, assuming you get Tatis back. So you're a center fielder? Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, God, Kim should win the gold glove. Yeah. Even uh, though he fucked up last night, he should win the gold glove. I'd put his Ocar in center until until Tatis comes. I think that's where Bob Melvin's at. Bob Melvin's done with the Grisham. Yeah. Soto's going to be in right. I mean, they clearly, I mean... You know, Alfaro, five walk-offs is insane. Dude, Alfaro's a horrible catcher. Right. You're going, I mean, that pass ball, th- yeah. that game shouldn't have gone right. 10. And guys, uh, the Milwaukee guy, Milwaukee radio guy, oh, Hater blew another one. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Catch the ball. Yeah. It's in your title, catcher. Yeah, yeah Gump Orsley back there getting beat five-hole. <laughs> um, but I, I think Alfaro's gone, and I think it's Nola and Camposano yeah. catching next year. Josh Bell is gone. Yeah, so, definitely. But you can get a first baseman. Not going to kill you. Hell, if anything, you have Drury play first base. Yeah, I don't know about that. You don't like him over there? I kind of like him more at second. I don't know his range. I don't know, to be honest with you. I know he's second, third, first outfield. Yeah. I mean, could, could be the guy. Uh, by the way, you just mentioned it. Bob Hunt from our fantasy yeah. football league just wrote on our group chat. So if you could get Myers for six million next year at first base, so you win? No. To which I replied, no fucking way. Get out of this chat, Bob. You're banned. <laughs> you didn't say that, did you? <laughs> oh, what do you do that for? You're gonna crush him. What the fuck? You're getting called out on this show. And he wrote <laughs> and he wrote, Fuck off. It's a question, dude, bitch. I love, dude, I don't know what happened to Bob. <laughs> Bob all of a sudden has like severe Tourette's. Bob he who is. I, all of a sudden with the fuck offs to everybody is fantastic. It's my favorite part of this stupid chat we're in. That Bob all of a sudden who fucking was writing for Hallmark all of a sudden yeah, tells nice everyone to guy. fuck off. Well, he's writing stupid shit like that. <laughs> people, bitch. Uh, anybody in this fucking town <laughs> that thinks Will Myers should be back here, you all should be committed. Yeah. Jesus Christ, how stupid are you? He hasn't done jack shit since he's been here. But yeah, bring him back. Not bring. Oh, God, if they bring this asshole back. <laughs> This fucking mouth-breathing son of a bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's a thousand guys. 
Go get anybody. Oh, my God. All you right. know who I wonder, Dave? Yeah. Honestly, if they bring back? I, I wonder if they bring Luke Voigt back. Oh, that's funny. I think, uh, I think Preller liked him. <laughs> I mean, dude. <laughs> the Luke Voigt story is one of the best in the history of and baseball. The idea of bringing Myers back here is about as stupid as the idea of bringing Hosmer back here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who's dude. probably going to be a free agent because they're just going to DFA him in oh. Boston. Oh and the God. pods are going to owe him the money. And yeah, maybe we bring Hosmer back. Dude, how great is the fucking Hosmer Voigt story? It's one of those I, I'm going to laugh at for the rest of my life. I think life. Voigt comes back here. What about that? You going to bring him back here? No, nah, I don't want Voigt back. You get back for like $2 million. He complained saying that fucking it's a goddamn graveyard out here. Two hard hit home runs. Oh, that's true. Little bitch. You get, well, he's not little. Get the hell <laughs> out of here. That's what I'm saying, dude. If the other guys can knock it over the fence, you should be knocking over the fence. Goddamn Kim's hitting home runs here. Jesus. What the fuck? Again, Hosmer didn't play tonight. Fuck, is Cosmer even active? I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I haven't looked for Hosmer in a long time. He didn't play in the game against the Orioles today. I don't know if he's injured or what the fuck's happening with him, but he's uh, he's unbelievable. God dang, he's unbelievably bad. Yeah, I mean. And nobody it, likes him. And it's funny how the Red Sox fell for it like we did. Oh, man, we got Hosmer. Yeah. They're all excited. No, he's he's not. Myers is gone. Myers will end up with a small market team like Casey. Uh, Kansas City is a great call. He should go to Colorado. No shit. Well, fuck, their pitchers aren't pitching to him. Oh, that's <laughs> no, but he'll get, uh, he'll get a chance to see that Padre pitch and get healthy up there. They can't fucking pitch up there. But I, I think, Dave, there'll be a lot of teams, man. Dude, that, if he goes to Colorado, he'll beat the Padres at least in one game. He'll have one walk-off. He'll Watch. have five walk-offs. <laughs> he'll be how far it was just against the Pods. Yeah. It's going to hurt. But I think, I mean, I think a lot of the pieces are in place, but... All of a sudden, Dave, after 23, yeah. Snell's off the books, Darvish is off the books, Manny can opt out, right? Yeah. Hater's gone, Pomeranz is gone. I mean, like, it's crazy amount of money that comes off the books after 23. Now, Fernando's deal goes up. You're still playing uh, Musgrove $20 million. That's year two of his deal. But, I mean... Yeah, 22 is really big, and 23 is huge for this team. There are people probably yelling at us to know what's going on with Hosmer. Hosmer has not played since August 20th, by the way. So he only played in 12 games for the Red Sox total since the trade. Okay? Hurt feelings. And hurt feelings. Nine hits in 12 games. Hit 225 for them. God. Fuck. Zero home runs. Four runs knocked in. Nine strikeouts in 12 games. Yeah, he's he's getting DFA'd, right? Yeah, he's getting DFA'd. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing there. 40 at-bats, n- nothing there. Wow. Uh, he's hurt. He is hurt. Red Sox expect him back. Injured list. Uh, Hosmer. Oh, they got Trevor Story there, too. Also on the injured list. Yeah. Jesus. Left heel contusion for Story. What are they claiming for Hosmer? Fuck it. They don't even write about Hosmer in the game story. He's going to be 33 in October. Yeah. uh, Bad back. Bad back. Not from from carrying the team. Yeah. A couple of fucking Don's pills. What happened? (laughs) Take a couple of Don's pills, those commercials with the lightning bolts. That's what everybody used to do. Yeah, this team. I I don't know, man, but uh, it's, it's, it's fucking great right now. Yeah. yeah, we'll worry about that offseason when we get there. All right. Last question I have for you that I wrote down a couple notes. So I had, just questions okay. I have for you. 
I watched the Elvis movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everyone talked about it. you got to see it. I was like, all right, I got to go see this. I was never a huge Elvis fan, but I lived in Tennessee when he died and the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never been to Graceland. You know, I have friends of mine that have been, I don't know why I've never been, but I've never been to Graceland. Memphis is about a three hour drive from Nashville. Just yeah. never gone. First of all, Graceland looks on, when I looked it up, it seems so much smaller than it should be for Elvis. Yeah. For the king. Like, it just seemed like, it I remember like crazy the year, nice right? He built it in the 60s. Yeah. It's not a, it's not crazy. I mean, hell, he yeah. died at 42. Mm-hmm. The movie, first of all, the dying part, it, to me, they should have covered more of that. Like, they didn't even so show, I thought. they didn't cover fat Elvis. They didn't basically do a lot of things. You hated Tom Hanks in the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you hate Tom Hanks? Like, you seem like you put Tom Hanks down yeah, in I'm every movie. That guy. How come? You're yeah. the only guy I know who doesn't like Tom Hanks. Dude, he, he's a little too happy being Tom Hanks. <laughs> now, Everyone says he's the nicest guy on the planet. Yeah, he could be. He, awful in that movie. Really? I didn't think he was bad in that movie. Oh, dude, come on. All that makeup? That voice? That's the way that? he was supposed to talk with that accent. Where was the colonel supposed to be from? I think he's Dutch. Yeah. There was no history of him living anywhere. Like, no yeah, country. Yeah, weird, here. right? Yeah, there was no paperwork on living in any country or being from any country. Yeah. How did he, I don't get how he cast checks anything. How, how, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess you just go tell people they get to know who you are. Really yeah. strange. I like that they made Tom Parker look like a jerk. He was. Yeah. What'd you think of the kid who played Elvis? He was great. Yeah. He was great. Priscilla, all of them were great. I thought the casting yeah. was good throughout the movie. I just, it was weird, though. I thought the... He abruptly dies. It's just like it's over. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. You can see it. And it's weird. Like, a lot of the people are Australian. That's where they were when Tom Hanks got COVID. Remember when that first happened? And he was... I didn't want him to get COVID. Um, No, there's been a bunch of movies he was great in. I loved him in a bunch of things. Castaway, he was great in. You did compliment on that. You ripped the hell out of him and you got mail. (laughs) It was a horrible movie. Do you remember that movie? Oh, with my Meg God. Ryan? I think I saw it once. And I remember you just you turn on the mics. I saw you got mail. It should have been called You Get Bored. <laughs> where were we at that? KFMB? KFMB. Um, no, he's fine, dude. Yeah, great talk show, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Letterman last night on Kimmel? I have it recorded. Okay. He was Girl. good. He was good. He was funny. Yeah. Kimmel was great on Stern this week. It was, it, was, it was good. I love that he's telling one story. I'm not ruining it for you. He's telling yeah. a story about somebody he's trying to get in touch with. And he goes, I, uh, I try to reach out to him through his text number. And Kimmel looks at him and goes, I think it's just his phone number. Yeah. Like, like you know, get with it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. How about I, his kids in college already? Is that right? What is yeah, this? Who the fuck's calling you oh, now? Don't shit. they know your schedule? I know. God dang it. I don't, hang on. Sorry. It's Temple, isn't it? No, it's uh week from tonight is Erica's birthday. Okay. So uh, her cousin, very sweet to check in. So, yeah, it's weird, man, because I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's the Chinese culture, and it's one of those things. It was Jake's birthday earlier yeah, this Monday. week and, uh, on Monday, and it's, so it's weird. It was Josh's birthday last week. Like, within a three-week window, it was me, Josh, Jake, yeah. Erica. It's weird. Both Katie my... is in that three-week. I mean, here's, Katie... here's a strange thing. Yeah. Your birthday is in September. Both your sons are born in November. Yeah. My birthday is November. Both my sons are born in September. Yeah. Wild, right? Yeah. And Erica and I are exactly three weeks apart, which I didn't realize. Um, but it's always... I mean, you get it. I mean... I reached out to you on Monday. It's the the funny thing, and I said this 
couple of weeks ago when we were talking about birthdays is when she came into my life in 2018. And Dave, you and I were always the same thing. We'd go to Tommy's. Yeah. Right? Like the show, we take Mike. I think we took Ernie Martinez yeah. one time. Herm. Herm never went out. Herm did go. That's one did morning. He go? Yeah, he went. That's good. But <laughs> Herm never went out. He ain't going anywhere. That Herm. Herm said the same thing every Friday. Remember? I got my mind on Lupia. I got Lumpia on my mind. Yeah. And root beer. And <laughs> um, but so in 2018, I I move out. Everything's going on. She came in, and for my birthday that year, it was a big deal. She's like, birthdays matter. And ironically, she said, because we don't know if we're going to have another one. Yeah. And we went to a great place, Stone Creek Grill in Orange County. We had a blast, and then her birthday was just a couple of weeks later, and we celebrated it again, and she was gone. So, uh, I mean, Dave, you you get it. I mean, we lost Jake October 30th of that same year. 2018. Yeah, 2018. We lost Erica in March of 2019. It was like back-to-back. And, look, I didn't know her entire life like I knew Jake, and like Dave raised Jake as his father. But birthdays, man, like, and especially a birthday like that where the loss is so unexpected and devastating for two people that both had so much more to do in their life that were ready to do so much more. And then all of a sudden they're gone. It's just so abrupt. Man, it's really, really hard. And her birthday will be as Monday was. I know for for Dave and Rita and Josh and, and... for me and my Costa reached out and yeah. all of us, and I saw so many people. I, I just thought I didn't look for a while, but yeah, it was, I just uh, thought it was very it was nice. Great. People, people are always very nice. I just thought it was it, great. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you don't uh, you don't understand until you're there. But yeah, it's weird. I, I would never have guessed that the birthday would be such a yeah. bad day. The Father's Day and the birthday, the, yeah. the, it's worse. The birthday is much worse than the day he died, yeah. as far as uh, that anniversary. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. We you know it's I mean there's nothing funny. You just use the word. Um, the night you and I Sunday we're doing the show. Yeah, uh, we get done with the show. I go inside the house. It was the first time Rita was kind of like by herself, you know, throughout the day, and she was looking through pictures and looking at videos. She wanted to hear his voice, so she's trying to find videos of Jake. And then she uh, we're sitting there talking. I don't know what time did you leave here? Like nine thirty or something. Yeah. We're talking, and then you know she's obviously upset. Stands up, boom, dude, she passes out. Oh, shit. And she's like, it it was bad. It was, it was, she doesn't pass out. I mean, but it was so much anxiety and how scary it was that she, um, she said it was like an overwhelming panic attack all of a sudden hit her. It wasn't like she just got lightheaded and went out. Yeah. And um, I just never seen her that way. I've known her 33 years. Yeah. And so, but she like, you know, hell, I'm, she says, I felt like, she said she felt like she was dying. Like she felt like yeah. it was like just it was nuts. I've never had a panic attack, but I've heard people say I've had them. They're yeah. terrible, man. Costa used to say the same thing. They're terrible, and and so yeah, I don't know one person that says it's not a big deal. So it was that was that was extremely scary to watch. Yeah. And then I was telling Walchef about it. He goes, "Did you call nine one one?" I go, "No, I didn't even think to call nine one one." And so probably I should have. And then I realized, dude, I would be the worst 911 call guy of all time. You know, they play those calls and yeah. people are freaking out. I'd be so calm. They would think I did something. Yeah. Like I, I don't, uh, I didn't handle it the way I think most people would have handled it. Most people would have called 911 the way she, she went out. So, um, 
anyway, we go through that. Uh, Monday, she works from here, and she stayed pretty busy. I was by myself, and it was just it was it was as hard a birthday that I've ever gone through in four years. Like it was, yeah. you know, he died at twenty, and then twenty four, man, twenty four would have been his birthday. And then, uh, dude, it just the breakdowns were ridiculous. I wrote something on social media on Instagram and Facebook, but I was writing to Jake. I wasn't writing yeah. for anything else. And Josh asked me today, and Josh happens to be in town because there's a big family wedding we have coming up. And um, he just flew in last night. He asked me today, he says, hey, do you think you scare people when you write stuff? Like, and I, I wrote on there that I missed him. And I said, I'm you know, heartbroken without him. Oh. And he said, I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, do you think people think you're suicidal? Let me tell you, I'm not suicidal. No. There've been times in my life where I was like, hey, you know, things are as bad as I think they can get. Right. And, and you go through the question marks, what happened if I wasn't here? I think we all play that game at some point. 100% I'm not that way. Like people tonight, ask me, right? I mean, it's the one thing we always have to say yeah. is we're not that way tonight. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I'm I not mean, that just, way, and I haven't been that way since Jake passed. Right. Not one time did I think I'm gonna take my life. Right, okay, not once. You know, so it, but when he said that to me, I don't want to scare him. I also don't want to scare anyone that's a fan of the show or supports Jeff and myself through all the stuff we talk about. No, um, but no, that's not that's not my my thought process at all. That's me, my therapy, writing to my son. Yeah, which is great. That, that's what that was. So I, if, you're, if you're thinking the same thing, that's 100%. I don't want anyone to take that away that I'm not stable. I, 100%. And it's funny, the other question was brought up to me the other day by someone on Sully's show who was in the band. Oh. where it, were, it was just him and I in the, on the set. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he was asking about my history, and I ended up coming up that Jake had passed. And he said, did your marriage hold together? And I yeah. said, yeah. I go, you hear stories all the time about marriage just falling apart when a child mm-hmm. dies. And I said, I'll be honest with you. And, you know, it'll be 31 years we've been married in January. Yeah. You know, we've been together since 19. And so to sit there and go, um, I said, dude, I'll be honest with you. My marriage has never been better than it right. is right now. I 100% it, agree. It brought us together more than anything else. So, um, but people always ask questions and you always say, you know, check in on, on people and people do check in. But I definitely made me nervous when Josh said, maybe people get scared for you that you're going to do something stupid. No, I, I don't read it like that. I think it's the thing I, I went out the other night. It was great. And it's the one thing that I think you and I are both incredibly thankful for is the people in our lives that knew us way before this. Yeah. And so the other night it was belated, but it was a chance birthday. Two friends of mine, Wendy and Betsy, known them since I was 22. Two years old. Yeah. And 22 years old, and I'm riding a motorcycle around Cardiff. I'm working at the racetrack. Radio might as well be a fucking astronaut, right? I mean, there's no chance. Working at Santa Fe Liquor. Yeah. And these two were there. Like, Cheech was there. Amy was there. Laura was there. Tommy Dane, Dave Bay, Boomy. Like, I like probably 10 to 15 people that are in my life today on a regular basis that have known me. Gosh, some of these since I was seventeen. Yeah, Laura's no, Laura Boomy, Tommy Dane, fourteen. Yeah, and and so when they're there, and on those days, right, like uh, Jake's passing or divorce or Erica or anything else, man, they just they you just know the the love and the support goes so deep. Like that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like I I would say. You have people, whether it's me or Costa, Josh, Rita, like the baseball family that you have, right? A, a thousand. There's so many people that are there on that day to prop you up, which is great. 
But I get concerned because I have a friend right now who's going through it. Yeah. And they live in an isolated part of town, and a lot of times they're home, and they don't have the benefit of a podcast where they can go and kind of work a lot of things out like we've been able to do. And this audience has been so incredibly supportive, whether it was, God damn, that show when when Jake passed away, the divorce, the Erica's, right? I mean, and just a thousand other points in between where you guys have let us come in here and tell this story. And I've, uh, you know, Dave, I, I don't know what your direct messages look like for the weeks following Jake's passing. It had to be incredible. I don't, I don't know. Because, it's funny how many things I don't remember. Like even yeah. the funeral of you telling me who was there. It was incredible. And the turnout. And, and the thing was, too, but in all of that, I, I think this is the thing that, that people struggle with. All of that is great. And I know for you, you feel the way I do. It's incredible, and we're so grateful to have it. Yeah. It doesn't change the void. No. It doesn't change it. And, and I don't know what it's like to be somebody who lives in a very isolated part of town, but goddamn, I hate the feeling of being alone. But I will tell you this, a week from today, I'll be at work for part of the day. And then in the afternoon, I don't know what my plan is at this point. Um, but I would think, David, and again, it's a different relationship, and I'm not trying to make them the same. But I would think even with Rita and Josh and everybody around you, there had to be so many points during Monday where you just feel incredibly alone. And oh, it, yeah, you aren't kidding. And it it's... You work your way through it. Yeah, I didn't take any calls. Anyone who reached out wasn't. Yeah. I was. It wasn't. It wasn't where I wanted to be. I don't want to right. put on a brave face. Right. You just and that's why I'm just saying, like you have to do it. And so, uh, they're two different situations. Jake didn't want to die that day. No. Somebody gave Jake the pill. It had the fentanyl on it, and you know the rest of the story. Jake was not supposed to die that day. So for us to look at that and to think, and, and you, you mentioned, you know, I always think back on those last couple of days because the relationship that I'd had with him had really gotten strong, and he would always be directly to my left. You're right on this couch. They'd walk out. in as soon as the show ended. Yeah, and just was great, and it's what I was saying the other day is his ridiculous jokes. He was working on doing stand-up. He told me the most obscene joke I've ever heard in my life. I yelled at him. Yeah, he did. He always worked dirty. Yeah. I told him, get out of here. He got up. His expression didn't change. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Like, completely unfazed. And, and it's what we wrote the other day. How great would it have been for his birthday to be here? Because I'm sure his jokes didn't get any better. But it just, uh, I miss seeing him. Like yeah. we said, talk about the Raiders being horse shit and anything going on with the Dodgers. It'd be so great because he'd be, like, you're obnoxious about this team. He was fucking unbearable. Yeah, he, he was. was un- Raiders and Dodgers were his guys. Well, at least I could talk yeah. Raiders with him. But, and you just go, dude, at 24. Like, where would he have been? And, and the thing, Dave, that, that hurts the most for me yeah. as his friend is I know he was absolutely on the brink of making such a positive impact on so many people, and he didn't get the chance. And yeah. that's the hardest thing because 
he was going to be one of the great comeback stories for those of us that knew where he had been and knew where he was going and to have that taken away from him, it just, it's not fair, man. It's just not fair. It sucks. You know, the person I was going to reach out to and I haven't done it. And it's funny when, when Jake was going through depression, Jake started listening to the Howard Stern show. Yeah. And not just like today's show. He went back and listened to every possible show he could get since like 1985. Yeah. And he was all caught up. And he developed a friendship with Ronnie, mm. Ronnie the limo driver. And him and Ronnie would, would text back and forth all the time. And so I never got access back to Jake's phone when the police oh. had it, never returned it. But I wanted to reach out to Ronnie and say, hey, you know, you were a big part of my kid's life. When yeah. things were bad, you were one of the guys he reached out to. And so, but yeah, Ronnie the limo driver and Jake used to communicate. And so I thought yeah. it was crazy. Here, here's a, I'm going to share a funny story with you that I was going to say for when Josh and I talk but uh, since we're talking about jake today that made me laugh i was thinking about this the other day so when the the last year of jake's life so he had already graduated high school and he was at home a lot and he had a job it was a part-time job he's at home and then i was working in del mar and then mm-hmm. i would drive home and i would catch him he did this twice that that i caught him at least that he um you know you get those cards about like real estate it's like the smoking hot girl in yeah. the corner that's gonna want to sell your house I'd come in the house and there'd be a smoking hot girl in my house. You know, Jake would be talking to them about selling my house. <laughs> and he would, he was just doing it to try and get laid. You know what I mean? And he'd invite <laughs> these smoking hot real estate agents to come over. Fucking kid. And I'd amazing, go, man. you son of a bitch, you know, cause Jake looked He's older. Amazing. He did. And he looked like he owned the house and he would yeah. break it down with them and what he's thinking of doing. And, I just go, what the fuck? You know? And dude, twice, dude. (laughs) Like, what the hell's happening? Who did he say you were? When you come walking No, I I wouldn't be a dick and say, I'm the guy that owns the house. Yeah. I would, but I would get them out. He's the guy renting the room. And he understands, like, how many movies is this fucking guy watching that he thinks he's going to get laid from the real estate agent? Dude, the the thing about that idiot that makes me laugh is, I said the other night, I'm out with two friends and we go for dinner and it's just, it's great, right? Like, at certain points, you, you reconnect. We go to Dave and Buster's yeah. at the Carlsbad Mall. Yeah. Which, when I was in high school, I worked in that mall. And I come out, it would just been great, man. It's just been great with, with two really, really solid friends. And I come out, and the first thing I see when I walk out of Dave and Buster's on Monday night, which ironically is his birthday, is Forever 21. Yeah. It's on the lower <laughs> level. And for people that don't know... Was it his Instagram bio or his Twitter bio? bio. He wrote that he was a manager at Forever 21. And I, dude, I just love random shit. Yeah. He's president of the Ed Sheeran fan club. (laughs) Dude, he didn't listen to one Ed Sheeran song ever. I don't know why he wrote those two things on there. But to this day. I laugh too. Every time I see a Forever 21, I laugh. And my sons loved him. And they were pretty young when he passed. They were only 10 when he passed. But they were 10 going on 11. But they loved him because we had gone to Cali Comfort a couple of weeks before that. And they got the biggest kick out of him. And he's just a big teddy bear. But we'll walk around Grossmont or Parkway or even in L.A. Yeah. And we'll see a Forever 21. And they, they're like me. They're like, that is the funniest shit ever. Yeah. That idiot. I mean, like. Yeah, what kind of maniac has two like hot real estate girls come over 
God, I would, that's yeah. when you needed like yeah. the ring camera. Yeah. To hear that idiot monologue. Dude, I would have so, given everything for that. Dude, the girls are literally sitting at the dining room table. He's negotiating <laughs> selling the house. And I go, where did you meet this girl? I like, I saw the flyer in the mail. Call the number. Call the number. Of course he did. Oh, his poor mother. Jesus, His man. poor mom. You did not do anything to set that kid on the right track. His brother and his mom tried. I did not help <laughs> at all. God damn, Jake. Happy birthday, buddy. We love you very much. We miss you, buddy. Oh, my gosh. Hey, that's funny. I want to mention uh, Dan Williams. Dan Williams is always doing great things. Oh, <laughs> shit, Dave. Dan's a Tiger fan. I, that's, what I, that's what I thought you were leaning oh, towards. Oh, no. He flipped over his first car in 1984. <laughs> Lit it on fire. I might have known. Dan is your guy right there. He's the guy to help you with your finances, though. Look, if you're in debt, all seriousness, Dan's the guy to help you out. Nobody wants to be in debt. Right now, trying to figure out where things are. I went and filled up my car full of gas today. I could not believe how much it costs to put gas in my car. Right now, so many people, because things have gone up everywhere, that you're going to having a tough time even paying that rent. Talk to Dan. Let's get out of the rental market. Let's figure things out where you are financially. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Yeah, absolutely. Different things going on. I was going to change to AT&T. Oh, you didn't change? I didn't change. They're too goddamn expensive. So I went to went back to T-Mobile. And, uh, man, it worked out great. You got T-Mobile's got some, I don't know, high, high Magenta Max or something. But it was free Netflix, free Apple TV, free Paramount Plus for a year. Like, all this cool shit. New phones. The whole deal in and out in like literally 10 minutes. My new phone's wow. on the way. Get nice. rid of this. And uh, it's all because the guy goes, dude, your credit's great. Good. And and those things are so important. So, yes, we want you to be able to buy a house. We want you to be able to buy a car. But on those days when you have to change, sorry, Key, I would have came to see you. But yeah. uh, hey, what does Dan always tell you? Borrow smart, repay smart. You got to go where it makes the most sense financially. But yeah, Dan's going to help you. And I love the Two Minute Tuesday videos because there are so many different topics that he covers that apply to everybody in day-to-day life. So yeah, get the little things taken care of. Then it can be the apartments. Then it can be the car. It can be the cell phone. And then ultimately it's the house you own. And that's the best reward. There you go. Brian Curry's your guy when it comes to that house right now. What are you going to do with your house it's really the most important thing that you own. If you're looking to get the most for it, there's only one person to call. It's Brian Curry. At the same time, if you're looking to stay in San Diego County, nobody knows San Diego County better than Brian Curry. Let's find the home of your dreams. you got to call Brian, though. Make it happen. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Dave, I think what you and I should really think about doing is maybe buying a small little building down around the Logan Heights area. Okay. And we move this... Uh, the Dave and Jeff Studios right down to Logan okay. Heights. We do that. Maybe we put a smoke shop in the back. And I just think because so many people have not done enough to commit themselves to rebuilding neighborhoods. How about Bill Walton? Yeah. Good Had for it. Bill. Had it. Yeah. Todd Glory and his oh, worthless shit. PR team. Oh, my God. They should be embarrassed. Bill came on, called it, and Glory is the biggest. I mean, I thought Faulkner was the biggest empty suit we've had. Gloria's right there with him. And it's a little crazy. So as much as we talk about, hey, you want to be by the right schools, you want to have the right commute, 
right? You want to find your perfect house. Look, unfortunately, in the city we live, as much as we all love it, there are some dangerous parts of town that didn't used to be dangerous, especially as Bill talked about, Balboa Park. Yep. We've had so many friends. Ernie lived there. Julie lived there right up Bankers Hill. Had a friend uh, tell me the other day, coming home from a Padre game, right in that area, homeless guy chasing them with a pipe. Wow. I mean, what the hell? So, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but those kind of things got to come into the equation, too. So a lot of things that we may not know the answers to, but Brian Curry will. Give him a call and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. You want to get that pool, man? I'm telling you, it's hot as hell. I can't God, stand it's it. it's hot. I'm ready for hoodie weather. <laughs> I'm yeah. tired of it. Taylor made pools, man. That pool in the backyard, man, would come in handy right now. We told you, you got to get on uh, Alan Taylor's calendar. Let's get involved right now and fix that. Let's ask about available financing. Let's make it happen in 2023. 619-449-4452. That's the number. 619-449-4452. I mean, Dave, I'll leave here in 20 minutes, and it's still 75 degrees. Crazy. And as we sit here watching the, the ball game, so many of your neighbors are out back. They probably barbecued tonight. They probably had a couple of beers. They're watching the Padres and Dodgers go at it. And guess what they're doing? They're enjoying their tailor-made pool. You guys are sitting at home microwaving pizza rolls, drinking Mellow Yellow, listening to this show. So you got one decision, right? The other two are wrong. Uh, give Alan a call. God, Dave, it's been a while since we've done a celebrity special. Yeah. Amy's like, well, let's keep it going. Hey, I'll make the decisions around here. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy oh boy dave boy oh boy uh we're gonna do it tonight just so i don't get yelled at as we head into the fall we're gonna do first six people cash only okay yeah cash only and i don't know what you have a celebrity you want to do why don't you make the call? Oh, I get to make the call on this one? Come on. You haven't done one for a long time, if ever. Let's make bit... the call tonight. Who, let's do it for Jake. Who would Jake? Who is Jake's favorite that uh, we can actually mention? Jake like Kim Kardashian. All right, perfect. There we go. Yeah. That, uh, there you go. I like it. Shaped like Kim Kardashian? Yes. Okay. My God, flying over, people coming in on Frontier <laughs> Airlines. Look at that skyline. <laughs> Jesus, I think that guy's got the Kim Kardashian pull. Perfect call, David. <laughs> First six people, cash only. <laughs> Tell Amy you want the Dave and Jeff uh, Kim Kardashian cash <laughs> special. And then let us know when that pool goes in. <laughs> we want to see it. Yeah, we want to see it. We'll go. <laughs> Kyle Fluker's your guy when it comes to fixing uh, your, your website. Oh, my gosh, man. I was on a website today that was insane. I had to pay somebody for a baseball tournament. And holy shit, man, it took me, I'm not joking, Jeff, three hours. Three hours. And I said to him, I got a guy. Yeah. Your website sucks because people yeah. tell us that all the time. Let's get get it working in the right direction. Let's make some money off the website. Make sure it's working for your customers. The people that are trying to give you money can't give you money. Kyle Fluger is your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. You know what I love? We mentioned it. Dave yeah. and I are so lucky because I don't know how many people are actually in a fantasy football league where you know all the people. Yeah. We know all the people in our league, and Dave, it's no joke. We love these guys. They're family, every yep. one of them. We are so lucky that we've got the best group of guys in this group, and I, I'm i going to say it. I hate to say it. Been a lot of slander recently towards Pete from Coronado. <laughs> I hate to see it, but he dropped out of the league. He had uh, too many commitments down on the island, so we respect that. But um, the thing I love about this league is for the first time in two years, 
Are you getting like a thousand different trade offers? No, nobody's offering a trade unless I'm missing it. Oh my God, it's been great. Yeah. Guys sending you trade offers all the time. Now, they're not always right for your team. Yeah. But I, I never write anything back. Like, uh, they get killed on the chat. Uh, what the hell is this? Oh, fuck. I wonder if I've gotten any offers. I haven't been yeah, looking. Yeah, look. Shit. But uh, Flugs is all of a sudden, he's Trader Kyle. Guys sending trade offers at 1130 at night. It's awesome, man. It is absolutely awesome. Because uh, he's the defending champ. When you're the defending champ, it's a lot of oh, pressure. Oh, he did win it. I was trying to think the other day of who won it. Well, listen. He's the commissioner. He's part of our fantasy football league. None of that matters to any of you. Yeah, I have no trade offers. (laughs) Just looked. Um, But uh, the websites matter for everybody. E-commerce is such a big part of your bottom line. What are you doing to make sure you meet your, what your goals are? I don't know for the rest of you, but for us at my job, our fiscal year ends Friday. Is that right? Yeah, I got to write review six reviews tomorrow. Oh, boy. I haven't even started. Shocker for me. <laughs> What's my number one goal? To stop procrastinating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we'll get those done. But yeah, e-commerce is a big thing. And if your money's not coming in, guess what? Your competitors is. Let Flukes help you get there. All right, I'm going to ask you a fantasy football question real sure. fast. Which quarterback do you go with if you're me oh, this week? God. I, Mike, you're talking to the wrong guy. I had Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo. I have uh, Tom Brady. Okay. Sunday night against Casey. Okay. Or I have Tua Thursday night. I don't think he's Cincinnati. healthy, Dave. I think you got to go Brady. They're saying. Yeah, I have Brady Tua's right now. Set to go. Right? Well, they're saying back, but come on. We come all on. saw the way he was stumbling out of there. Like yeah. I think you got to go Brady, and I hate to do that to you because I know Tua is your guy. Okay. Here we go. How old are they and how much they worth? We got two different dates we're going to use because it was kind of kind of slow. Okay. September 27th. We're going to start off with two. One of them's no longer with us. That's Meatloaf. Oh, wow. Uh, 75. 75. Really? Yep. Uh, dude, I'm going to say 6 million. It says $40 million. Really? Yep. That's what it says. 40 Bad million. out of hell. <laughs> there you go. Also September 27th, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, shit. Uh, 54. 49. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Oops. Uh, 30 million. $200 million. God damn. Good yeah. for her. $200 million. September 29th. We're just going to use one because it's all I wrote down for some reason. Okay. September 29th. Jerry Lee Lewis. The killer. Killer's got to be. I'm going to say the killer's 90. 87. Fuck. Uh, what a life that guy lived, huh? I didn't know he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think he knows he's still alive. You seen him recently? <laughs> just throw him in that sequin jacket but dude in the day uh i'm gonna say the killer i don't know how many songs he wrote so i'm gonna say he's 15 million 10 million not bad all right not bad at all all right here we go five random questions we'll get out of here okay what is the stupidest thing you've ever done on a dare oh i like that a lot uh i don't know if it's the stupidest but it'd probably be right there um in Tampa, Florida. Okay. As I'm watching, boy, Jim Cantor got wiped out today by a tree branch. Yeah. <laughs> Took his legs out right after. Those guys, I would love that job. Could you do that job? Yeah, I would do that job. 
You go down there and stand in the middle of that. I would. I would. Mike Seidel. Yes, I would. I love those dudes. They're so good. Absolutely. People are like, oh, I'm so scared for them. They're like, you're an adrenaline junkie. You want to be there. Um, So I'm watching Tampa getting ready to get hit. And I I was at a bar called Cherries in Ybor City with Julie Brownman. And they bring you a bowl, and it's full of vodka-soaked maraschino cherries. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, and I'm drinking Jack and Cokes, and I'm hammered. But like two weeks earlier, Julie and I were driving to L.A. because I was going to show her where the Menendez brothers happened and like a bunch of different crime scenes. And we had joked like, hey, if you ever got a tattoo, what would you get? And she said, what would you get? And I said, I'd get the Viking logo. She said, are you going to do it in Tampa? And I said, no. (laughs) And she said, why, are you scared? Like, well, I'm not scared. So she and I were at the Super Bowl together. Yeah. We're drinking in Ybor City. And then, yeah, ended up across the street getting a tattoo. We came and see straight. I thought they're not supposed to give you one if you're drunk. And then the next day I saw Mike Riley, yeah. ironically, hits me right in the arm. Hey, how you doing? Ah, ah. <laughs> hey, what? What? I go, I got a tattoo last night. This town's too fast for you. I'm flying you home. That's what he told me. So, um, I mean. This town's too fast. That's what he told me. That's what Riley told me. He told me he was flying me home. He was going to pay for it. And I was doing hits on the Rick Roberts show. Yeah. And Rick said, so what's been the word in Tampa? And I said, Rick, I'm trying to dry out. I got a tattoo last night. And that's the hardest I ever heard Rick laugh on his show. <laughs> what the hell? He goes, are you lying? I go, no, I'm so hungover right now. And so I got a tattoo in Ybor City. And Roberts loved it. Oh, my um, God. So that's that's probably the dumbest thing I ever did. Dumbest thing you've ever did. That's, that's funny. A, I mean, but I laugh every time I see it. And my buddy got one, a Vikings logo, and the guy reversed it. So it faces the wrong way. Oh, really? Yeah. People, you don't think yeah. about it. Yeah. But when the logo goes the wrong way, you can weird. tell. Yeah. yeah. He got, that was bad. Oh, my God. What, what's the dumbest thing? Dumbest thing I ever did easily. And we did a lot of dumb things, or I did a lot of dumb things for the show. We used to always have to oh, sing. Remember oh, yeah, I know show? exactly what No, you you're did. thinking the wrestling one, yes, right? Yes, that's that, what I thought. That was a horrible one. The wrestling one's a bad deal. Fighting all those girls. Every one they of those were gr- mean. They were crazy mean. They're, they, and they were, all, they were all crazy strong. Yeah. They're all built like Junior Seau. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Couldn't breathe. I'm asking yeah, Jeff, how do I tap out? Jeff gave me the wrong advice on how to tap out. I don't know. I was trying to. Keep uh, keep the count. Ring the bell. And there's one girl that was was smoking hot. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> look at you. Remember her? It was like 20 years ago. Yeah, and she was part of the original Glow Girls. Yeah, she was like like she was like in Playboy. She was yes. she's smoking hot. And so now it's her turn, and I'm like, well, this is going to be the easiest one. She's the only one not built like Junior Seau. And she says to me, "Hey, go easy on me. I have like a bad knee." Yeah, and then she and, and then she kicked me in the ribs as hard as right. she could. Oh, dude, it was crazy how, we how not, much I was fucked up. We had not done the John Stossel thing. We didn't no. just we didn't disrespect him or no, say anything. Not, fuck yeah. No, dude, it was ridiculous. Um, no, the craziest thing though out of all of them was the race car driving in Cajon Speedway. I don't think you went to oh, that. Shit. You heard about it? I did it. not. Yeah. And so Rick Roberts drove a car. Right. Uh, Alan Horton drove a car. Dave Stahl. Dave Stahl. I had a car. Okay, and we're driving. We have to do like five it's laps. So funny. I'm over in that area all the time. That track is gone. Right over by yeah. Parkway Plaza. Is that where it's at? Yeah. And my wife said to me, hey, don't go. I got a bad feeling. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So I get in that goddamn car, yes. like six seat belts. I'm wearing jeans. They give me a fire jacket. 
Yeah. The helmet they give me, dude, I'm like, the helmet's too much. It's, it's like suffocating me. So they give me a different kind of helmet. And uh, I'm going, dude. I'm winning this fucking race. I'm super yeah. competitive. I'm winning this race. And like half a lap to go, I blow the engine. And all of a sudden, man, I look down and all the oils come right. inside the car and flames are coming to the car. I see the purple flames. Oh, fuck. I can't dude. get out of the car. So I'm like, first of all, I don't realize I'm on fire. But the Horton's like, dude, fire trucks are like following you on the track and you're still trying to drive that car. Yeah. And uh, it was fucking crazy, man. Like, I thought I was going to die oh, in that car. I couldn't fuck. get the steering wheel off. I couldn't get the seat belts off. Yeah. And, dude, my legs and my feet were like burning. I remember that. That yeah. was that was the scariest, dumbest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Dave Stahl asked us and I was like, no fucking yeah. chance. And then Robert- Dave yelled at me for blowing the engine. Remember? <laughs> I was oh, like, dude, I almost died, you asshole. Yeah. Fuck, you were almost the number three. Yeah, fuck, dude. That was crazy. But I wanted to win. And Horton was like, God, you're the dumbest guy ever. You're still gunning that gas and the fucking car is on fire. What what place did he finish in? I think he finished first. I think think Horton ended up winning that fucking thing. Yeah. Where'd Roberts finish? Fucking last because he's driving a boat. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Where is Rick Roberts? Fuck, I don't know, dude. I thought he was going to be the next big Republican star. What happened to Rick? I don't know. He thought, listen, man, uh, I liked him as a dude that he was done. Yeah. Rick was fired at KFMB. They kept telling us, hey, we got to get a new afternoon guy. And I'm sorry, man. Uh, he, you can view it however you want. That little girl passed away. Yeah. Danielle Westerfield. Yeah. No, Danielle Daniel Van Dam. Van right? Dam. And then the David Westerfield. Now, look, Rick did an amazing job covering that story. There's no other way to say it. He, he crushed everybody else. But I don't know. That's how he became famous, though, off of a little girl's death. Look, it was he, ugly. He, he covered that story really, really well. I mean, he covered that better than national. So just, uh, uh, and I wasn't even a dad at that point. Yeah. But they just... The stuff, it was bad, man. It was... Because right. we shared a newsroom, and we were right there next to the studio, and it's then just, they celebrated stupid shit that was like, right. hey, there's a little girl that died. What's wrong with you guys? Right. I, I think, uh, in my opinion, which is probably right, as most days it is, <laughs> um, they, they kind of lost track of what yeah. the background of the story was while covering the story. And that, to me, was a little... That's a good point. It was a little gross. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, what is, uh, what's your idea of a perfect day? Oh, that's pretty fun. Today's National Sons Day. Yeah. It's which, funny. I thought it was yesterday. My own son told me it's today, and I fucking told him he was wrong. Yeah. Um, look, man, I, I think any parent will tell you that no, nobody will frustrate you as much as your kids will. Yeah, right? that's true. Because your love for them, I would hope, as a parent, is unconditional. And like I say to my sons all the time, there have been days where you go, fuck, man, I did not come over here in a bad mood. So why am I now in a bad mood? Oh, guess what? I found the answer. Because you're a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. I, I have no problem just telling them the truth. But You should. But, oh. Yeah, but I will, there is nothing better to me, like, I won't mention which one, but one of them, and I had, he was just being a dick, 
And then we ended up hanging out together on Sunday. And I pretty much laid into him. And because uh, that's all you can do. You're not going to get the belt. Right? <laughs> get the belt. We're not great Santini. So the next day we end up at lunch. We go to Chili's yeah. for lunch. We're watching football, the whole thing. And <laughs> the waiter brings chips and salsa to the table. And my son, who feels bad about the night before, is like, hey, can I have a couple? Dave, it's this massive thing of chips. I'm like, are you? Yes. I just got it for the table. And it's just, that's my perfect day. My perfect yeah. day is, sometimes it's better at this age. You probably get this because you probably went through it with Jake and Josh. When they're teenagers, there's days when it's just, when it's maybe one of them. Yeah. Just hanging out and it's but that's it man just yeah I, it doesn't even have to be anything we played madden the other day we go to lunch we hang out we go to coronado we do just different things but yeah i mean yeah, I, and I, I have no problem telling them at all i do this all the time they love it. i go damn i never had a day like this with your mom this is so <laughs> great what <laughs> we're gonna rat you out hey i can't even talk out loud that feel like I'm going to be snitched on? That is funny. Yeah, but no, just any day hanging with those two. Yeah, and I'm with you. I would have to say one with Josh would be it. Yeah. You know, add but a lot. But just doing anything, right? Well, I had a lot of good ones the last few weeks. I mean, the whole, yeah. you know, the, right. the trip, the Camden Yards, the Yankee yeah. Stadium, Wrigley, all those shit were perfect days. All those, I mean, like Josh right now is at the Padre Dodger game. Yeah, I wish I was there. You know yeah. what I mean? We had a great time going to these games. It was, it was but, awesome. But tomorrow, yeah. if he's like, hey, you want to go to in and out you yeah. just go to in and out Like, we'll just run and grab Subway. Yeah. And just hang out and talk about their day and find out what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I kind of said. I mean, part of it was joking, but a lot of it's not. Like, if you're involved in your kid's life and you're a dad. Yeah. And you're lucky enough to have a son. Um, man, it's pretty much every day. Just the best. So, yeah, yeah anything with them. All right, interesting question, because I don't know the answer to this one. If money okay. was not an object, what would you do? Oh, that's really fun. Money was not an object, what would I do? Uh, well, I was going to say I, I would travel to the Seven Wonders. Would he really? Yeah. And then I was like, I can't even fucking name the Seven Wonders. <laughs> an asshole astrodome <laughs> then what <laughs> what a douche <laughs> well i traveled to seven wonders great in what order i'm sorry what? <laughs> i'm trying to act all smart and shit at a party <laughs> oh, man that girl's that guy's really intelligent i need to know more about him <laughs> then follow-up question yeah what order I'd buy a boat. Yeah, I gotta like go. Like Rick Roberts. Oh, shit. I gotta, I gotta go. What am I gonna fucking do? Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, look him up. I am, dude, right now. Because I can't tell you either. It's a dumb I am. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that sounds really fun. And I just said to myself, you don't even know what the fuck they are. <laughs> Shut up, asshole. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, we're dumb. Okay, wait. It's gotta be. Can, hang on. Okay, here we go. You ready? Let me see if I can guess a couple can of you these. Can really? Okay. I think I can guess three of them. Is the Great Wall one? 
Um, let's see. Pyramids. Pyramid, yeah. Yeah, Great Pyramid in Egypt. Yep. Isn't the... Great- I don't see the Great Wall on here. I thought it was. Uh, Eiffel Tower? No. Hagen <laughs> Gardens of Babylon? What? Statue of... Is this right? This can't be right. This isn't right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. God dang it. Try and find it, too, on yours. Great Wall of China. It is on there? Yeah. How come I can't find that on here? I just clicked on two. Oh, the Colosseum. That makes sense. Okay. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck it. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. It's out. It's out. Yeah, that's it. Wait, I can't. I can't even go to the Great Wall of China. That gotta let me out of there. Fuck it. Where am I going? I'm going to. (laughs) Yeah, you got a bad knee. Where are you going? Yeah. Yeah, let me out of that goddamn country. What an asshole. You got any other ones on here that you can find? I'm getting at so many different mix of things on here when I Google it. Hang on. Money was no object. Um, I think, Dave, I might buy a house at 17-mile drive at Pebble Beach. Oh, there you go. You've always talked about that. Love that. Yeah. All right? And I actually have been there, and I know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. I'd buy a house there at Pebble Beach. It's one of my favorite places. All right. Great Wall of China is here, by the way. Mm, well, I had one. Yeah, the big the ball. Coliseum of, in Rome, Italy. Yeah, big ball of yarn in South Dakota. Is that on there? <laughs> the big thermometer. Yeah, Death Baker, Valley. The Baker, California, Bun Boy. Is that on there? <laughs> Dude, don't forget, we got to get a couple of fifteen dollar gift certificates for Bun Boys, so Erica and Laura don't feel like they came in here for nothing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey guys, thanks for coming in. Hey, uh, you know. We usually don't do gifts, but we got you each a $15 gift card for Bun Boy. <laughs> um, Baker, Cal. What would you do? Money's no object. You know, I don't know. And, and I mean, here's the deal. Let's be honest. In the situation you and I are both in at this stage in our life, money isn't an object. Yeah. But I mean, we kind of lucked out on this one. I still have no idea what I would do. I'll be honest with you. It's not like you think. Not like you and I are, are rich. Right. But at the same time, money's not, right. a, not an object. It, because this is the thing, Dave. We can say it. Yeah. But then we actually have to do it. Yeah. Money is no object. You know what I'm going to do, Dave? I'm going to go to see the Great Wall. Hey, Jeff, your flight's tomorrow at 6 a.m. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I want to go watch the White Sox. <laughs> and then, guess what? Yeah. You're going to be on a hot air balloon ride over Sri Lanka. <laughs> and that sound fun? No. Then... This is going to be even more fun. You're going to have mussels right in the beach in Pakistan. Can you believe it? Nope. I can't. Lucky me. Fuck. <laughs> Seriously, if that was a Price is Right showcase, you'd be like, I don't want it. Yeah. Can I just go out with Diane Parkinson? <laughs> that's, that's all you want. Can I just take her to Spago? <laughs> she might have to, we might have to go 50-50. I don't know what that menu looks like. Unless she wants to get a flatbread. <laughs> There we go. Two All more, right. then we'll get out of here. All right. What family member are you closest to? I'm really lucky. Well, I mean, you take your sons yeah, out of the Yeah, take your sons out of it. I'm really lucky, man. I have a great relationship. Probably my brother. My yeah, brother cool. is the dumbest guy on the planet. My sons say all the time. They're like, every story about your brother starts with, he is the dumbest guy on the planet. I don't know anybody. That guy genuinely makes me laugh at a different level 
because he just, and he loves my sons, which is great. And my sons just think he is the funniest guy going, but. He is funny. Dude, it's, yeah, because he just, he loves it, man. And he, uh, yeah, probably my brother's the That's closest because cool. we just got into more shit. I told my son the the strip club Thanksgiving story the yeah, other day. That's so and great. he, he thought it was great. He, uh, I'm telling him, this is what your stupid uncle was eating. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, I could see him. And I said, then he stopped halfway through. Want me to make you a plate? Dude, that's my favorite line. And Want I, me to I, make you a plate? I, I, Kate's like, well, that was really nice of him. I go, yeah, he's incredibly generous at uh, Walt's, you know, classy ladies in Palm <laughs> Desert. But yeah, I, but I have a great relationship with my sister. My yeah. sister's awesome. And, uh, and we all have a great relationship with my mom, which is great. There you go. But who, uh, when's Lisa get to town? Tomorrow. My sister comes to town tomorrow. Dude, you can say anything you want about your sister. I knew <laughs> your sister had game when she was out here three, four years ago. And she's like, when are we going to Tommy's? Oh, yeah. She's a Thomas person. Yeah. Yeah. And we t- we went, right? Yeah. yeah, we did. She had a great time. And she, yeah. Yeah. She don't wimp out. No, no, no. Not at all. Who's uh, who's the closest? I guess it'd have to be my sister. It'd have to be Lisa. It's uh, it's funny, man. I'm frustrated with almost everybody in my family right now. It's really? It's kind of weird, yeah. And it's, beca- uh, it's, it's stuff like Monday. It's like, as you said, yeah. you checked in. Nobody checked in for my family. Do you think they're, I think that's my, the my, thing. Uh, my wife's family is much nicer than my family. That's funny, right? Not even close. Yeah. Yeah, much better. That's Dude, I mean, I, I, did you see my Facebook? You see what my mother wrote a day later? No. Like, there's no check-in. There's no nothing. But my, like, even my mom's friends wrote something to me. Yeah. My mom writes, <laughs> and I'm laughing about it because it's just like shaking my head at this point with my mother. That's a, that, that's a big loss. And I was like, that's the best you can do. Like, it wasn't the fucking Rams losing the Bills <laughs> right. on Thursday night. What are you talking right. about? And then I just shake my head. I go, okay. They just don't know how to communicate it, right? Who the fuck knows? It's just so crazy. Like, nothing surprises me with my family. I know. Like, I literally said this wedding I'm going to on Saturday. Yeah. Okay? So, my grandmother had four grandchildren. I'm the youngest. Okay? Okay. All three of them are girls and then then me. And I'm named after her husband who passed away a year before I was born. Okay. Okay? We're all very close to my grandmother. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I I lived with my grandmother in high school. So, um, we're all very close. They all, they, my sister lives obviously in Tennessee mm-hmm. and then my two cousins live in, in Orange County. Okay. So we're, we're an hour and a half drive. We, yeah. never, we never see each other. We no. never talk to each other. It's, it went from being like, we we're super close, almost like we were brothers and sisters yeah. to nothing. And so it's like, we're going to see everyone at the wedding on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, as, as I said to my wife, I go, this is the last time we're ever going to see them. Politics change goes, anything? It, no. It wasn't nope. a political thing. It wasn't. It wasn't anything like that. I mean, okay. I, I we we don't agree on politics, all all of us, but it, that's yeah. not an issue at all. It's not one of those. Um, but yeah, that that was that was it. So it was anyway. It was just very strange. Just yeah. a strange point in my life where, just like I told you the other day on the show, you pick your friends. You don't pick your family. Yeah, on my dad's side, I have a great relationship with my dad. It's yeah. cool. Um, but he's not. It's more like a friend. He's yeah, not really a dad. Because he wasn't really in my life till I was 16. But we lived together for a year in London and had a blast. It was yeah. great. My dad's cool. Um, and then on his side, like his sisters are, my Aunt Maxine's like the rock. Did anybody have like a rock and roll aunt? Just like, and not rock and roll in the sense that 
she wasn't going to see Iron Maiden or anything like that. She's very mellow from the Midwest, but she's just cool. Yeah. And she loves my sons and the whole thing. And then my two uncles, my one uncle has, I think, 12 kids. Yeah. And they live in Minneapolis. But then my other uncle was a high school football coach, Coach Derek Grubner. Yeah. Great dude. And he, I can email him and text him. Like, he's fired up because he's a Viking season ticket holder. So he loves knowing that we know Kevin. And and I don't think he had any problems with Zimmer because my uncle's kind of an old school coach. But I would just tell him all the time, Zimmer sucks. And he he got a kick out of that. But he also... I think he likes PJ Fleck. Yeah. So he gets a huge kick out of the fact that Fleck makes me insane. <laughs> and especially after they win. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky, Dave. I, I don't have, there's nobody from my family where I go, Oh, I just don't have any relationship with them at all. No, I'm pretty thankful Good. for that. And I think it's, I mean, really, if we're just being honest, I think it's cause it's, it's me. Yeah. And I, yeah, if it was somebody else, like, I don't know. Who fill in the blank? Anybody else? They probably wouldn't like him. I don't know how much they like my brother. <laughs> they like him fine. He's fine. I'm kidding, Audrey. Just because I think Jack will hear this, and then Jack will enjoy that a lot. That is funny. All right, what is the meanest thing you ever did to a sibling or that a sibling did to you? Oh, God, it's great. I love this story. Um, when... Uh, two things. Yeah. These story. I just said how much I like my sister and my brother. My mom tells these stories all the time. Uh, when I got, when I was brought home, these all happened in my first year of my life. Yeah. When I was brought home, apparently the first thing my sister said is, I don't think I like him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Your sister's the oldest, right? Yes. Yeah. And I remind her of that as often as I can. My sister does this great thing. Where, like, her husband's a super mellow guy, and she's always like, happy 60th birthday. Oh, and my mom, my mom just turned, uh, my mom will be 81. Wow. And she's always, happy 81st birthday. My, like, everybody just writes happy birthday. Yeah. My sister just feels the need to throw the age in there. And so that's pretty funny. So that was the one. But my brother was, when he was little, was a, compl- uh, like, I think my kids are bad. My brother was just an asshole. <laughs> so my mom tells this story that uh, we had wooden floors yeah. in the house where we lived. And I was like, I don't know, like a month old. And, you know, my brother's four years older than me. So he's just a four-year-old little jerk. And uh, I'm in like a, you know, like a car seat or whatever those things are. And my mom is like trying to make lunch or do whatever because... M- I'm just born. My brother's four. My sister's five. And uh, she would come in, and I'd be upside down. He'd tip the thing over. Oh, Jesus. So she'd, God damn it. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, four. Yeah. Yeah. So she put me back right side up, and she's like, yeah, you never made any noise. She goes, you never cried. You never did anything. I didn't know. So then she'd go back into the kitchen or probably go get herself a special export beer. And then uh, she'd come out and I'd be flipped over again. She goes, all day long. She was like, you were like a fish out of water. 
never making any noise and your little asshole brother. <laughs> Which is because now, if you know him, he's like the most mellow yeah. guy on the planet. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> eh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I know exactly what the story is. It's, it's got to be what she did to Jane Simmons. Oh, my God, dude. That's funny. Yeah, my sister, man, got me a few times. She, Steve Austin. She's Yeah, she, she lost gonna... Yeah, she lost Colonel Austin in the park. She took my Gene Simmons doll and cut, cut his, his hair, hair and braided it. And then... The uh, Who does that? I don't know, dude. She, I remember when I was a kid, she goes, you want a glass of chocolate milk? And I said, yeah. And I, I should have known because she never did anything nice. And then she made this glass of chocolate milk with, with baker's chocolate. I was just going to guess that's what she did. Yeah, it was a bitter and as she fuck. she knew what she terrible. was doing. Oh, she knew what she was doing. It was so bad. And then she, uh, the worst thing she ever did to me, though. I, I, That's not the, even the worst. No, nah, the worst, the worst one had to be when she took my pillow out and and uh, filled it with these big giant blocks, were like bricks. Oh no! And uh, I remember my mom like walked me into the bedroom to tuck me in. I was, I was like three. Yeah. And I just slammed my head back on the on the pillow, knocked myself completely unconscious, dude. Like just banged my head right into the bricks. Oh my god! Yeah. Just thought it was hilarious to take my pillow out and fill it with blocks. Was there ever talk amongst the family of doing an exorcism for her? Dude, no shit. No shit. There was, there was nothing, nothing good that happened. But I remember one time I got super pissed at her when I was like 13. She told me, like, take the fucking trash out. All right? And she's four years older than me, like your brother. She's like, take the fucking trash out. Mom and dad weren't home. Yes. And I was like, you fucking take it out. And I threw a punch at her. Like, oh. I hit her in the shoulder. And then uh, she just looked at me like, it's coming. Oh, that, that's it. And then I remember, man, a few days later, dude, I'm running down with this long hallway from the kitchen to the bedroom, and I'm sprinting down that hallway. I was used to run down that hallway as fast as I could, like I was Ricky Henderson. And dude, she's standing in a doorway. I didn't see it, and she fucking stuck her arm out and clotheslined me right in the throat. And dude, I just, I couldn't breathe. Yeah, it, was, it was like literally, I think, the most painful thing I've ever gone through. Oh, shit. And she just turned her back and let me just sit there and suffer and walked away. Like I told her it was fucking coming. Don't ever throw a punch at me again. Yeah, close on me. It was like right at the longest yard. Your goddamn sister's a fabulous yeah. moolah. Dude, she was. She, she was. Now she's like, what, like fucking five, six, 100 pounds? I cancer mean, survivor. Christ, cancer survivor. She fucking took me out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know who she is, Dave? You just watched the Elvis movie. Yeah. She's the goddamn devil in disguise. <laughs> the king knew it. He was singing about Lisa. That is it. Oh, I can't wait. To, is Ernie coming? Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, he'll be here tomorrow too. They're, they're, Are they staying here? Yeah, they're staying here. They're staying here through uh, through Monday. Then they're headed to Santa Barbara. But we'll get to see him Sunday. Yeah, you'll see him Sunday. Oh, that'll be great. That's all right, it. we're gonna break all these stories up. All right, all right. well, uh, Sunday night, fun night. We'll be here, and uh, Erica's in, and uh, Laura's in too. We'll talk some Padre baseball. Hopefully, they've clinched something. By Good then. deal. Do we did almost a two hour show? That's crazy, man. <laughs> that is crazy. All right, we'll, we'll, see we'll talk to you later.